0: Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, welcoming you back to the show that covers all of the things having to do with The Witcher. While Toasty clicks away in the background, he's working on his homework. He had some math problems to do.
1: Yep, gotta love
0: that calculus
1: Is <laughs> he's, he's
0: <totally laughs> like <laughs> clicky me picked up? Has How it much, done
1: that before? <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it totally picks up How much uh, calculus do they have you doing at your uh, grocery store after hours? Uh, you don't even want to know Man, that's that's rough work, dude I didn't know that that was part of uh, grocery pretty store work rough, but it's, it's pretty rough Are you the accountant at the grocery store? Uh, so thankfully, no <laughs> So I don't think accountants <laughs> even use calculus, but anyway, this is yeah. this is my co-host Toasty. Toasty, how are you doing, buddy? Doing all right. It's it's a good week, Tom. This is an amazing weekend because we finally got the release of season two of The Witcher on Netflix. Toasty and I have been binging through the episodes. Um, <laughs> he's still clicking away. I don't know. He's working Sorry, on some I sort gotta of secret something. project. I gotta, I gotta yeah. type something. Yeah, mechanical <laughs> keyboards. Um, he's working on some sort of secret project over there in the background. Uh, I think he's writing this this season three for them. I don't, I don't know how he got. Maybe hey, who knows? I don't know how he got the deal with them. I don't know. Maybe they found hey, out about the podcast. They decided to reach out and we're like, hey, we need to uh, get some extra writers here. Um, but anyway, welcome back to the show. This is the show where we cover everything having to do with The Witcher. We talk about the lore, the background of the world, the games, the books, and of course, the Witcher series on Netflix. And this episode, we're going to be diving into our initial impressions of the first episode of season two. This isn't going to be a rundown of all the details. This is going to be initial impressions, kind of an overview of the of the episode. And then we're going to go next week into an actual rundown piece by piece of the specific details of the episode and how it deviates from the books. So we're going to be looking at because like we've talked about in previous episodes, the the TV show, the TV series, the Netflix cinematic universe is different than the books in some very key ways. And we're going to be talking about the distinctions there and actually going through each of the, the steps in the story. And um, the, on the second half of this episode, we actually just got a release of Blood Origin, the uh, the teaser trailer. For the mm-hmm. other Netflix series, which happens hundreds of years before this story about Geralt and Ciri and Yennefer and everybody else that we
1: know. And like. I got theories and
0: I and theories. Of course, Toasty has theories. So stay tuned for the second half of the episode where we are going to dive into that stuff. But hold on to your butts because here we go. We're going to dive into season two, episode one. So let's get started. Toasty. Toasty. We're going to start with character development. And this is going to be the standard process. We're going to take an episode. We're going to talk about initial impressions on one episode of that, of the show, of our show about that episode of The Witcher. And then on our next episode of the show, we're going to talk about going through each of the the pieces. And the first step in this episode is character development. So we have returning characters. We have Geralt. We've got Ciri. We've got Yennefer. And then we have other characters, Fringilla, Tissaia here and mm-hmm. and so we have the, kind of the main plot line going on with Geralt and Ciri everything kind of picks up right from where things left off I mean this episode one really does follow right after the end of the last episode of season one
1: like oh, yeah. almost immediately oh, yeah.
0: like it is mm-hmm. like boom They're, they do not miss a step dude
1: Yep. so uh, yeah so obviously kind of Take it step by step with with the different people here, um, and so start with uh, what I am referring to as Daddy Geralt. Um, yes, uh, for multiple reasons that uh, that title is accurate. Um, if you know, you know. Um, anyways, but so this is going to be a big season as far as seeing, and we get to see a little bit of that already in the first episode of seeing Geralt's dynamic with Siri. Cause this is, we start out with them like after, like just after like the end. So they've just met and So most of this episode takes place only like three days. They said a few days after um, the end of last season. Mm -hmm. And we're already seeing kind of how Geralt is taking this responsibility with her and, and how he views her. So one, she's confused about, you know, all the, the law of surprise, child of destiny kind of thing. And he's trying to reassure her that like, yes, like, that's a thing, but you're more than that. Like he wants to start already instilling this belief of like you, it's, you're not just my destiny. Like you, you are more than just that. And you have the capability of being even more. Um, He's, he's
0: very, uh, he's very fatherly. Even in this first episode, he's, he's, um, he's empathetic. He's, uh, he's a teacher. he's, uh, he's taking her, and um, he's, he's protective. He's he he's, is
1: very protective of her in this episode too,
0: right? And and, and we we know that that's his his goal. And he states that over and over and over again. I'm you know I'm going to protect you. I'm you know it is my job, it is my destiny to protect you. It is my my job to protect you. But it's it's more than just that. He's not just a cold protector. He's not he's more than just her bodyguard, mm-hmm. right? He he takes it upon himself to reinforce like you can see there's compassion in his eyes when he sees that she's struggling when she when he sees that like um he realizes that she's naive to things um he's patient he he's calculating he's careful with his words and i really do
1: i i think for a lot of people who have played like witcher 3 i really like this dynamics familiar In the sense of like, that's kind of, he he seems to be taking the same approach as like you would take in The Witcher 3 if you're like, that that leads to like the good ending of like Ciri being confident in the end and succeeding. Because that's really what matters is like at the end of the day, Ciri is the one who saves the world. Right. But the way you treat her, you don't baby her, you build her confidence, you make her, you know feel like she's capable of handling things on her own. And we're going to get to see even more than that or more of that later this season. Right. So in this Um,
0: episode, how do you feel about Siri? What do do you, what's your initial sense in this episode about
1: Siri? Um, I think she's testing kind of the boundaries of things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that she's not entirely sure what their dynamic is with each other. Um, so she's kind of like poking fun at him. She's not listening to him entirely because she still doesn't, you know, understand exactly what's going on. Like she's been dealing with like bad people. She hasn't stepped into the monster world at all. Right. So she also doesn't know who to trust. I mean, she knows that like, she's
0: supposed to trust him and and, like, she's supposed to go to him for safety and things. But up until now, she's everyone she's run into has been somebody to kind of not really listen to. Kind of mm-hmm. push push against, right? And she she's
1: struggling here too because she's she's still kind of believing that like she's the reason why bad stuff is happening mm-hmm. to people. And of course that's not that's not true. That just happens to be coincidental. But like it is hard to go through as much as she's gone through and not blame yourself when all you see is bad stuff happening. Right. So right. Um, she's kind of trying to. I guess get through that kind of mindset, which I think Geralt's approach to the parenting essentially will help her get out of that too. Yeah. So So we also
0: have uh, Yennefer and um, let's talk Yennefer and Frangilla here because Mm -hmm. they're, they're paired up, but we have two very powerful women who we just saw in a in in probably the the most powerful situation we've seen them both in in mm-hmm. in the battle of sodden where they both showed off um, their power their you know their brilliance and then they're both brought low mm-hmm. and they're they're you know uh Fragilla has captured Jennifer they're traveling and then they get ambushed right and oh. there's there's this moment of like hey they're
1: on top of the world. And then all of a sudden they're not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I mean, one for one, I'm excited because Fringilla didn't really play as a very big role in the first season, like at all, like she's in episodes, Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obviously a talented sorceress. Um, and she got, you know, screwed over since a Nilfgaard and became a better, you know, magic user because of it. But, um, then obviously tapping into some other dark things and Nilfgaard's the enemy here. Um, so people don't like her, but I'm excited to see more just of her character and kind of how she develops from here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she's going to play a lot bigger part in the season. Um, and that's just, that's just exciting for me. I feel like I really like fringilla um and then of course yennefer we we didn't get to see too much of their like development here but they are kind of it is cool to see them like communicating with each other on kind of their aspects and of course they're just poking like kind of poking each other because they're still enemies yennefer is a prisoner of war Mm -hmm. um so there's that dynamic but i think it's also kind of Weird, because I don't think Fragilla is like complete has complete animosity towards her. No, there's they. they <laughs> this is one of the things that I really love
0: when shows do, and it's it's something I took note of probably first when it happened on this is this is an old reference, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when um <laughs> when evil characters or bad guys would end up in situations where they would have to be human. And have to converse or side with the good guys temporarily, and you would you would get insight into their characters and their motivations. And this is one of those moments where like you have characters just end up having to pair up and talk and deal with each other. And we're going to see more of this it further in the series, where you just end up with this insight into like, okay, there you know, there's more going on here than just like this was a power play for her, mm-hmm. and we're going to get more of that. But this is the beginning of that. This is this is. Yen talking to her and going like, Hey, you may want to, you might want to rethink what you're doing here. You're probably a pawn in the situation Did that ever occurred to you. And she's, yeah. and she's turning that back around on her and she's going, well, didn't you ever think that maybe you're a pawn in your situation? You know, like, like, Hey, we're all trying to do the best we can here. And this is my ticket out. You know, like, they're they're just playing that dynamic back and forth, and we're starting to see that the you know the the brilliance of both of their um, uh, their ambition and the way that they've been playing that ambition and the complexity of that start to
1: emerge from both of their perspectives. Um, and and Fringilla's faith—it's like a thing—is yes. that she believes in the cause of Nilfgaard. It's not just a you know I got sent here. I'm on their side because, you know, they're, they're my leader. Like she believes that they're doing the right thing. Um, which of course can become a dangerous kind of ideology, whatever. Yep. Yep. So, um, yep. yeah, it, it's very, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, like I said, there wasn't much here in this episode, unfortunately, but we'll, it'll, it'll definitely progress. Um, a lot sooner than
0: you might think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we have Taseya. Taseya returns. We get a little bit of a glimpse back back into her.
1: Oh, man. I, f- I friggin' loved her this episode. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. So what what <laughs> specifically? Oh, the interrogation scene was so good. It was so... like so you're talking about Kahir. Yeah. So with with Taseya trying to get questions, because Kate they've taken kahir he is their prisoner of war so mm-hmm. they've swapped some pretty like powerful allies and um they're trying to get information out of him about nilfgaard's cause anything basically that they can get about nilfgaard to to prepare them um but tesea is a broken woman cuz she's it's like she lost her daughter because it's kind of how she feels about Yennefer is that she really cares about her. Like she's her own daughter. Yeah. You're starting to see the full
0: depth of emotional uh, connection come out. We saw, we saw a lot of that in the last two episodes of the, of the last season, but you're starting to see the, really the, the depth of that and how
1: much that really mattered to her. Oh yeah. So that, that whole scene, I was, I was so excited. It was, it was crazy just how like, it was pretty terrifying um, yeah. with the whole like monologue into it. And it was, and the crunching sounds and everything it was it was great. So <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, a lot of these side characters that weren't really as big of a deal in the last season are definitely getting their spotlight here. Like to is not just there because Yennefer's there? She's got her own like situation going on. So uh, I'm excited to see these these side characters get more spotlight. Right. Um, and you almost start to feel bad for here for the first time.
0: I mean he's he's such a villain in the first season, but then like you don't want anybody to feel tortured. like you know like there's a part of you that goes like
1: oh like re- really really it, it was pretty gruesome. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Um, yeah, it's almost but, like, OK, well, if you're going to if you're going to capture the dude,
0: you know, if you have to kill him, he's, he's a prisoner of war. If, yeah, kill him just like he's a bad dude. Get rid of him. That's fine. You know, like he's a soldier you got to do the, what you got to do it's war it's war and what
1: you need in war is intel but yeah and, what, what you
0: need in war is intel and okay you're gonna drain his brain of his memories like
1: oh man like and then like the pain that, that he's going through in that that was a hell of an insult too whatever <laughs> she's like if evolution has gr- has carved any groove into your brain oh it no was
0: like, i was like
1: she just called him a smooth brain but like in such a uh, in a more like elegant way. It was, it was crazy. So, yes. yes. And that's one of the Ooh. cool things
0: about the Witcher universe is that they, they have like a, at least some foundation in science, which is, we've mm-hmm. talked about this before, which is really cool. So, we also have the introduction, uh, especially as we follow Geralt and Ciri along with some new characters. Um, mm-hmm. Novellin, and we'll get into the plot details and stuff in the next episode as we go through things. But we have Novellin, who is uh, basically the beast in this.
1: Kind of Beauty and the Beast sort of scenario it's, going on. The story, this story, is very Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Like it, he's the Beast. It's a whole thing to do with you know a, the curse can be reversed with love, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just with a darker twist on it. He doesn't exactly have like animate object servants, but he can just conjure stuff out of anywhere, and his house follows his every whim. Yeah, and so, the servants
0: were cursed. and He even mentions like the the statues in the in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Were, we're people, and they they've been cursed due to his his sins. And so it's very Beauty and the Beast. Very yep. Beauty and the Beast. Yep. When he bounds gone. out of the door, like his face, the actor, like he as a character, is so well done, and you can tell, like even like right off the bat in this episode, the the color grading, um, and we're gonna get into some of the technical aspects on the second half of the show, but like just the. The way his face looks, the CG, all of that stuff is so good. And the actor on top, like underneath it all, yeah, really, for anyone
1: who, who really doesn't sells it. If anyone, like for uh, Game of Thrones fans, this is a guy that plays uh, Tormund, I think, I think is his name. Um, mm-hmm. the, the ginger, uh, like ice walker the person that was from beyond the wall in the north. Um, the really funny one who didn't take anything seriously. This is the same actor. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He wanted Uh, to get with Brianna. So funny. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Um, Mm. Yeah, so I
0: I really loved him. And then we have uh, Verena.
1: Man. Uh, Yeah, so Verena, you don't get to see too much of her. Um, Verena uh, is a is a Bruxa. Um, which is a form of higher vampire um, for, for people who aren't aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's like a bit of a, a weird kind of love story thing going on here between her and Devlin, um, where, where he is in love with her. And it does seem like she's got like love for him too. Like she's got that kind of like, shy expression whenever it was mentioned like you know and it seems like it's like a reciprocated thing um so but uh mostly we get to see her fight and be uh very spooky um but yeah she's it was very interesting and and all the like the the technical things that they put on top of her to just enhance it Mm -hmm. because the whole that her like speed up thing was so oh, creepy. Man. So let's talk, let's, 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 we're going to
0: move into, let's move into the monster yeah. section. Cause that makes sense yeah. right here. So we're, this is another section in the way that we will do these episodes is we'll have a monster section. So the main monster in this is clearly the Brooks. Uh, it's, it's Verena and mm-hmm. she's revealed in stages. We have, we have the, the town nearby, which is basically abandoned. And then we have people who go into the town and they get attacked by some creature from the sky who basically like flies over them and drops their bloody like pulls their bodies apart husks yeah, yeah like
1: they're not even full like they're like a torso and a head
0: right, when just she's like done with them cleaves them in half and drops their corpses on the ground and then uh then we have like the sounds in the attic inside the yeah, mansion in the
1: walls you hear like the clicking and the 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 kind of the scuttering in the walls and then we get to see you know, and mm-hmm. Siri realizes, like, there's something weird, and then you used to see her eye kind of, like, poking through a little yeah. peephole. Yeah,
0: the eyes um, looking through the little holes in the ceiling, and then her face... And- Kind
1: of looking through, and then finally and then she reveals get, herself. Yeah, it, which very uh I, I'm not. I don't watch. It's like kind of like the Grudge or the Ring. I think uh, mm-hmm. as far as like m- monsters or like horror movies. You know, the she's got like the white dress on. She comes in crawling out of like some. In like a hole that you can't even see. It's like too dark to see. She just comes crawling out of the ceiling or the wall, along the ceiling, in, in scuttling. She's making like kind of bug clicky sounds, and it's yeah. it's very creepy. The way they filmed it just enhanced that. Right. Um, the and- time the time scale
0: is played with the 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 way the movie moves forward while Siri is sleeping. It's like it's like that. It moves more quickly. It moves more slowly. Uh, even her motion is exaggerated. Her, her her head kind of glitches around, and her arms and things move at these different rates of motion. It's it's mm-hmm. as if she is like inhuman
1: in in g- even just the way she moves. But then we get a cool little thing where we. And I, I, this is something I think that they're probably going to mess with more as we like continue along in this series um, of monsters with humanity, because she kind of has a bit of a connection with, because in that situation, like if she just wanted to like eat Siri, then she could have done that. It's like Siri was asleep. She was vulnerable. Easy. Like that's, that's easy prey. For her, but she has like this sort of like kind of empath- empathetic connection with Siri because Siri feels alone and Verena also kind of has that same feeling of like feeling alone. Um, and so we get like this talk uh, and kind of like a bonding connection between the two of them mm-hmm. where we find out, you know, Verena also like Verena and Novellan are love it's like this, this isn't just a monster. Like it's obviously you can see the monster elements, but she's got emotions and feelings as well. Um, right. Right. So that the humanizing
0: of monsters is one of the things that happens a lot in the Witcher series. This idea that they're not just the same way that witchers aren't just unfeeling monster fighters. They actually have emotions Mm-hmm. Unlike what most people think uh, monsters aren't just animals. They aren't just doing the thing that monsters do. They, they are intelligent. Many monsters aren't like some aren't, but many monsters are intelligent and they, they make decisions. They try to live their lives. And in, in this situation, and this is moving into the plot section, we have, we have a story here of a monster who's trying to make an intelligent decision. She's fallen in love with Nivellen, and She's trying to make, live her life according to this situation, but she's having a difficult time not following these monster tendencies.
1: And yeah, she like slips, her monster side is it's, is she slips back into, the best into ever, of her right, and
0: so. she's tried to make this you know this pledge to him that she's not going to hunt down humans because he doesn't want her to go hurt people, but she still falls into it and does it, and he forgives her for it because he loves her, but. That creates a dilemma, and that that's ultimately where the plot goes through, and 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 we'll discuss more of this in the next episode as we go through yeah. all the plot points.
1: And um, final stage of her is uh, during the fight where she turns into like her actual like vampire form, yes. which is like a a big bat essentially, right? Um, which. I, uh, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's cool. Like, uh, we get to see, you know, kind of where the flying aspect comes out. Um, I love how they did the, it in, in steps too, you know, like her mouth
0: when she would like, Oh, the mouth, like the, the mouth, mouth was freaky. and then you could see like her face begin to transform more like it. And then finally her whole body like went full, like bat vampire thing when she started flying around. Um, and it, it gives you this sense of like, it, it wasn't just like a like a werewolf transformation where it's it's like you you the the stages in between are just a process of going from one to the other. It was more of a different parts of the body could change depending on wh- how how monstrous or how human she was being at the time.
1: If that yeah, makes sense, it, yeah. And so uh, obviously, it just for for the one monster we get it, they did they they really like gave it all to us um so uh move on
0: to the fighting. yeah yeah this, the fighting would be the next place to go here because that's where we see the monster happen right is in the mostly in the fighting scene here um so what did you think about about the fighting in this compared to the last season
1: so um it's it's obviously different because we didn't really get to see gerald fight a lot of monsters in yes. the first season there like were, most of the time what, he just killed they, they were dead so there, we'll was the, it, there was the
0: in the first episode he's, he's fighting the monster in the water
1: yeah so we got to see that fight obviously um mm-hmm. which was a big thing um that's how we are introduced to it uh so, Second... Let me see. I'm trying to think. Second episode's all about Yennefer, really. The, if you count uh, Torqua, but not really, like the goat guy, mm-hmm. um, they're yeah. mostly just fist fighting. It's not right. like actual monster fighting. Right. Um, there's there's, drag, the drag, We
0: see a dragon. There's a little bit of fighting there. But,
1: but he doesn't really fight the dragon. Right. He fights
0: the people, defending yeah. the dragon. Yeah. Kikamora.
1: Ben and Tamaris is Kikamora. Yeah. That, uh, so that's it. That's really it. I don't think he... most. Like, we don't see him. He's fighting people more often. Mm-hmm. So uh we're going to get, we get to see kind of the different change of what it's like. Because for him, yes. killing people is easy. He's a witcher. He's faster. He's stronger. He's got better reflexes. Everything in his body makes him yeah, Striga. more efficient. Is the You're right, Rob. Trigger, that's yeah. right. Which we get to see. That was a big, long struggle for him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But we get to, He he kills people efficiently because he's better like his body is better equipped to just kill them and he's more trained more he's more trained yeah.
0: than the average thug on the street like he's actually um, trained at combat compared to you know a street yeah. thug
1: but so. when it comes to monsters like monsters bodies are to the level or more than his like oh, yeah. they are this is why his body has been enhanced to so the point it is is to fight monsters to try to at least so, try to equalize it a little bit <laughs> yeah so yeah. in in this one's a, a, it's a Obviously the fight's a little bit more complicated because it's a flying enemy. Um, and so and, and obviously Verena goes for kind of like stealth drop attack kind of tactics mm-hmm. where she gets yeah. out of the way, becomes hidden, and tries to ambush him from like his his rear. Um but, and then also, so he's using his
0: senses. Oh, go ahead. Also uh, grabs Siri and tries to use Siri as yeah. Like like yeah, you're you're right. She um she doesn't she doesn't stand toe to toe with him. She she uses Siri as as kind of a a, a thing to get in the way. She um, she flies off and then comes at him from angles that he
1: shouldn't expect her to come from. You're right, but his senses are heightened and he can yes. still detect it. Um, and he's got potions and stuff, so he's even more beefed out. Um, so it's it's a cool fight. Um, he gets gotten by the. We get to see kind of like a. A super monster effect that he hasn't really dealt with before with the the supersonic scream Mm -hmm. um and by extension we get to see more uh sign usage which is great we get to see him use i I assume is quinn Mm -hmm, um shield right uh, using quinn to block it off and it's not even just like you know every here and there like he's actually transitioning signs while he's fighting because he uses quinn to block and immediately switches into an art and it was like yeah okay yeah it's <laughs> so cool. it was very cool this fight was super exciting um he doesn't even it, it's not even him who gets like kind of the big blow on her anyways but Oh man. Seeing more sign usage. That's, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm really here for.
0: Yeah. And so. we, and we get a lot of it on future episodes, which we will talk about. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, we definitely do, but yeah, that, the, um, the Quinn usage, the, the blocking the shield stuff happens a lot. Um, and that effect is very cool. The, the dome kind of covering in front and kind of mm-hmm. just blocking off things. It's very cool stuff. Um, very cool. So uh, the last thing I want to cover before the, we move into the second half of the show is, um, the impact of the season like th- this this first episode really does come across a little bit differently than the first season and I think it does set the tone for how the second season is going to play out compared to the first season the yeah. first season we get we, we end up with a very chopped up story that we have to kind of piece together and it all comes together by the end this first episode is much more chronological and um Right off the bat, the connection to, and we talked a little bit about it with uh, Siri and uh, Geralt, Daddy Geralt, um, the struggle that Yen's going through trying to connect with Frangilla, um, the difficulty that Tasei is having, having lost Yen, uh, Kahir, actually seeing Kahir go through uh, like emotional struggle and, and torture, like all of these things. And then the plot stuff with Nivellen and Verena and mm. what, what happens ultimately with them.
1: Like, and it's in another big thing is we get to see kind of like the emotions between with, with Geralt's about Unifer. Cause he yes. also thinks that she's gone and he, yes like I, I legit, my eyes watered when he made that, whenever he did the, was it worth it part because of the look of pain on his face. Yeah. Like he looked broken and defeated. And that is not something we've seen from Geralt yet. Right. He's been very like, he hasn't been non feeling, but he hasn't like shown those emotions. He gets a shell up. Yeah. 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 So, but it shows that he's, he's very much in love with Jennifer. like regardless of what she thought about it being real or not it's mm-hmm. real for him um and thinking that she's gone it it hurts him like deeply um so it's that was like i said my my eyes watered up with that facial expression i was i was like oh no yeah <laughs> carol yeah. needs a hug <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah this isn't gonna be the first time that he needs it, a hug it,
0: this isn't like uh, this episode sets up a more emotional season like this is a this is an emotional episode and it's not like the first season wasn't an emotional episode but we're we are delving more deeply into the emotions of all of these characters um Mm -hmm. the first season for for Geralt was just getting to understand who he is and and finding a
1: struggle to destiny like getting in to
0: Right. Acknowledge it. Right. And and we were starting to understand who Siri is and what and where is she and where's what's she going and is she gonna be safe? Um we had a lot of emotional struggle with Yen and her upbringing Um mm-hmm. and we, we, only, we only had we didn't have a too much uh even with Yas Gear. Um it, like we just got a sense of like who he is, and he was just kind of this bright and shiny thing, and then all of a sudden they he and Geralt kind of had a, a thing where they broke it off and you know, it was kind of there's you know, rough breakup. Um, this season, right off the bat, all of the characters that we've seen in episode one have some sort of major emotional something and, and the subplot of this episode having to do with novellin is any, is they made very, it, very crucial.
1: They made it harder to, which uh, mm-hmm. we'll go, I guess, more into specific, obviously next week, mm-hmm. but just a mention of the fact that, um, in, in the books, Nivellen and Geralt have never met each other. This is them meeting for the first time in this like story arc. And Ciri is also just not part of it at all. She's not part of the story, um, which I think also creates a totally different dynamic there too, which I, I think I appreciate more than the book's story. Um, but the fact that they're friends succumb around to that ending... That that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. uh like at the end, because I mean Geralt considers him a friend. They're pretty close, they're joking around, they're having a good time, and like for you know, uh for Novellan to drop the bomb at the end, so much to the point that Geralt just tells him, like, yeah, go kill yourself. Like, it's that's rough. Oof. It's rough. Yeah, yeah Geralt it, was it like yeah, he
0: he he was going to be the white knight in this situation. He had to do it. Like he he saw what she did to the town.
1: Yeah, like, and he's already feeling lost, and yeah. like now he's he's feeling lost for Unifer. And then you know he's like, okay, I have this this friend, and I can trust him. Like then to find out, like you know, you did something absolutely horrible and unforgivable. I, you're not my friend anymore. I'm done with you. Yeah, it's. Like that's that's gotta hurt still. Like even even for, you know, with how terrible, uh, I'm gonna say specifically next week. I'm I'm gonna hold it off on this, but to, uh, <laughs> with how like the horrible thing that he did, it still hurts to have to like turn your back on a friend. I feel like um, yes, even in yes. that situation. Yeah, and so. he, he did some
0: he did some terrible things. But yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, it's time to go take a break and thank our patrons, and we will be right back finishing up our talk about Season 2, Episode 1, and then we've got the Blood Origin teaser trailer and Toasty's theories about I what is going on in the teaser trailer, so stay tuned. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Very well.
0: Oh, I hit the button accidentally. <laughs> We're just going to listen to it twice. Uh, This is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons who are absolutely amazing. And we've got a brand new patron. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Mr. Rainbow Cow. That's an awesome name. Welcome to our Patreon. Thank you for signing up and thank you to all of our patrons who help support us every week and help to bring this show to you guys. Uh, Toasty and I very much appreciate it. This is a this is a side project for Toasty and this is part of um, multiple shows and the network that I run and part of what helps me to make this a full time job for myself so this is very appreciated by both of us and uh you help bring this show to everybody every week so very very much appreciated and if we do anything to help you get through your workday your work week your workout or working on hitting those high notes for you know those holiday tunes that you're singing because you're going from house to house singing uh, caroling, which is a super antiquated custom and is super weird when you're walking around in neighborhoods these days knocking on people's doors and making them sound awkwardly in front of their houses looking at you singing carols to them because that's super weird. I don't know why you still do that, but you know, if you're working on your high notes and somehow listening to a podcast at the same time then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast and check out all the different tiers and see what you would like to sign up for because you can get ad-free episodes and Join us on future episodes of the show and all sorts of stuff. And uh, with that said, our Leshen tier patrons or tier four patrons and higher will be joining us on next week's episode, which is on the 27th. We're squeezing it in right between Christmas and New Year's, and we will be having an awesome episode. So next week is the patron show. So two weeks from now was when we'll be following up on our second episode about episode one.
1: Um, I'm sure we're going to be talking about season two.
0: Oh, my I'm, God. I'm sure we're going
1: to be talking about season two. Yes.
0: We yeah. we won't be going over specific details about episode one. We will be going over impressions of the entire season with our patrons. Yeah. So if you want to gush about the entire season, tell us your thoughts uh, or even tell us your complaints. Tell us all of your thoughts and share with us on a podcast that is actually that we are actually we're going to pat ourselves on the back a little bit here, Toasty. We are the um the highest ranked Witcher podcast in the known spheres. I'm just going to say it like that. I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. I only know of one sphere.
1: I But I I only know of like a one other Witcher podcasts, but uh I mean there's a few out there. We're the yeah. we're the top ranked
0: one. But that's There hey, you go. Hey. There you go. So if you want to get on a podcast,
1: go check out our Patreon. You can join us next week. Um, so Also, also, I would just like, because I, I feel like we don't really like advertise as much the specific things. Even even if, you know, like $25, that's our tier four pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little too much for you. You can do the, what is what is our mid one? It's like $10. $10. F- yep. Tier 10, three. We have the $10 one. Mm-hmm. You can send in an audio clip. So if you still want to gush, but like you want to gush at a cheaper price, you could send in like a, a, an audio clip there and we go. can add it on to an episode. That is that is one thing that we do for our $10 uh, tier. Yeah, just so you go still have the, the opportunity to kind of put your thoughts across on the show if you want to.
0: Yeah, just send us an MP3, do a little recording, send us an MP3, we'll stick it on. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. Go look at the different tiers, see what you like, see where you want to sign up and we'll you know, just. We'll set it up for you. And if you're curious about doing the live show, we record on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, U.S. time. Uh, That's 6 p.m. Pacific in the U.S. And if uh, you live in a different time zone, I don't know the math off the top of my head, but you can just Google it, figure out what time that works out for you. And we do it live On And we are now live on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. I'm restreaming everywhere. And I'm trying to get everybody on any of those platforms, if you're watching us on any of those platforms, to to actually move over to YouTube. Because that's where our point system is. So if you are watching us currently on Twitch or any other platform, if you move over to watch on YouTube and there's a link in the chat, then you can collect points for giveaways. And so we're doing a bunch of giveaways, including my hat. And anybody who doesn't know of the Robots Radio Network and all this stuff, this is not going to make any sense to you. But if you've been watching our podcasts and and tuned into this stuff for a long, long time, this is the hat I've been wearing for three years. And, and it shows up in my pictures and on, on shows and things like that forever. There's only one of these. It is a custom hat that I've had. It says Robots on the front. This is It's like, iconic. It's the iconic Robots hat. A lot of people have asked about like, hey, where can I get that hat? You can't. It doesn't show up on any of the stores anywhere. You can well, I mean, you can make it for yourself, that specific
1: but, one but now hat. you
0: can get this specific hat. I am, I'm putting this in the giveaway. So the only way to get it is to watch us live on YouTube and you can watch any of the podcasts or the game streams that I do on YouTube now. So the robots radio, YouTube, just search it robots radio, YouTube, you'll find the channel. And so in the evenings, come Monday nights for this show or any of the other nights for any of the other podcasts I do or the game streams. And as long as you tune in live, you'll collect points. And then that means that you can buy raffle tickets later on within the next few weeks. I might do it at the end of the year. I might push it back a little bit later, let everyone get enough points to get in raffle tickets and I will sign it for you it'll be signed i'll wash it so it's not going to be sweaty or anything and then i will send it to whoever <laughs> will you dry clean it yes it'll be nice and clean and i'll sign it and then it'll be a, a collector's thing for for somebody to have the official robots hat that is not existent anywhere else so that and then i also also will be doing giveaways for other things like robots radio merchandise like shirts and stuff and then maybe even some cd keys for video games and things like that so all sorts of awesome stuff um i'm trying to grow the viewership on the YouTube channel specifically. But if you don't like YouTube and you want to watch us on those other channels, you can do that as well. So that's all the stuff that's going on there. And we've got two new reviews that we got to knock Ooh. out. Two. Oh, yeah. We've oh, got man. one in the United States from C11 Pagans who wrote blown away five stars. I was scrolling around on the internet for the score of the video game, which is awesome, by the way, happened to find the podcast. So I said, F it. I'll give it a listen. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. I'm very picky about podcasts. I have been listening to it almost nonstop for the last few days. I usually have it in my earbuds at work. Thank you for reigniting my enjoyment for the games and the books. I recommended the Fallout, Skyrim, and Witcher lore cast to my coworker. Thanks. That's awesome. He loves Bethesda games, but I told him it's a very nice in-depth teaching of Witcher lore. I will be recommending it to more friends and family that get into the Witcher. C11Pagans, that is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad that you checked out some of the other shows on the network and that you've been recommending it to your friends. That is so cool. Thank you. Welcome to the community. I hope you uh, you know log into the Discord if you haven't already. and They, they introduce have. Yourself. They've been they? fairly
1: active in the Discord lately. Under um, the same name? T- yes. Not C11Pagans. It's like a red, white, and blue kind of ah. logo of some kind. They've been talking a lot uh, in there. which so Awesome. awesome. I, uh, I'm so awesome. bad at noticing names. Yeah, yeah
0: he's right there. Or they. They are right there. I don't know if it's a he, but they they are right there. Yep, you're right. Um, so welcome. Thank you for, yeah, thanks for being on the Discord. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. And then we also have one from ReVu, maybe? 7? R-E-V-O-O 7 R-E-V-O-O-7 in Great Britain who wrote So much lore! <laughs> Five stars. Hello from cold and dreary England. Dude, I wish I was in cold and dreary England instead of bright and hot Florida right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ugh. <laughs> fair fair <laughs> absolutely loving the podcast i've binge to listen to the podcast whilst working which has been great learning about the world of the witcher and passing the time really looking forward to season two keep up the good work thank you so much for the review these have been awesome. Um, and again, if anybody wants to take the time to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read out the the words if you drop us a five-star review, and that would be awesome of you. Also, if you happen to listen on Spotify, double-check, scroll to the top of your Spotify uh, viewer, like where you can see all the episodes, and then you can see the title at the top. Look below the title to where it shows you the categories. And on the left, there's a little place where it should say, like, no rating, with a little star. You can click that and you can give us a five-star rating on Spotify now. So mm-hmm. go look it's, that up.
1: It, it it seems like it's still coming out a little bit. Not everyone seems to have access to it. I know that yeah. I have it. but It's rolling out know,
0: slowly and it seems like yeah. everybody's getting the update kind so of So just keep, keep your eye
1: on it. Um, I'm sure a lot of you listen on Spotify, so yes. it would be much appreciated. Yes, uh,
0: I, I can I can tell you that about 50 to 60% of our audience listens on Spotify. So if you really want to help us out, make sure that we stay the number one Witcher podcast. That would absolutely be amazing because I know Spotify um, really does use the information that its users use, like uh, viewership numbers and, and ratings and things like that, in order to recommend shows to other uh, listeners and things and people when they search. So please 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 just take a second to scroll and see if it's on there and if it is please give us a five-star rating on spotify that would be amazing and um last thing thank you to our patrons you guys are the best all right let's get on with the rest of the show you smell of death and destiny heroics and heartbreak it's on onion right yeah All right. Oh, you know what? One more thing. Um, with season Uh-oh. two, with season two, we've had a bunch of new people listening to the show, and I know a lot of them went back and listened to the first episode. But if you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. It's nice yes. to have you. It's nice to have Go you. Too. Um, people who are a lot of our initial listeners came because they they played the games and a lot of the other shows on the network are people from video games and things like that but if you are somebody who came from the TV series then welcome to the show I'm glad you guys are tuning in thank you for being here I would love to hear your impressions of things and um, for you guys to just reach out to us on the Twitter or on the on the Twitter I sound like an old man or on discord or wherever um, but I, I'd love for you to be part of the community as well we would love to hear your input and be able to help deliver the the kind of content that you are interested in as well so thank you for being here um so let's talk one, one last thing about this episode one toasty how do you feel about like the technical aspects of the episode the actual like meta aspects the acting special effects things like that how, let's let's just go into the acting let's start with that do you feel like this stands up to the quality of the first season
1: I, I feel like, I mean, I guess specifically for starters, one on Henry Cavill's part, Mm -hmm. not that I've ever had any doubt in his ability to act, but most of the time you see him in those like stoic roles. I mean, he played like season one, Geralt, not showing a lot of emotion, mostly kind of like straight face, pretty dry, kind of, uh, maybe a little like sarcastic humor. Um, like not a whole lot going on there. Superman, like when he played man of steel, you know, not a lot going on there. This definitely like I've spoken before, like the facial expression that he made that made me tear up and, and just kind of like that level and the warmth that like he's showing to Siri definitely feels like it comes across with the way he's like doing it this season. I feel like he's like really upped his game here. Um, and it shows, and I like. It, I'm feeling it. Like I can see the emotions that he's putting across. Um, so I'm. I really admire that. Um, and I think. I mean, for for the other people specifically, you know, that the actor that played Novellan, obviously, he's a very funny guy. He played a very funny character. Like he's he does a good job at that. I really appreciate that. Um, well, what about at the end like what about the end when the when, darker I felt like he did pretty good at that honestly yeah, yeah. I don't usually see him in those darker kind of like or, the tragic more serious part. Yeah, yeah but I feel like he did a great job um the in uh, you know i I've never had an issue I think Freya allen and uh, Anya Chalotra have like done amazing back in season one doing amazing now um getting to see more Fringilla, I'm really you know, getting to see that I think like kind of who steals the show here other than like Henry Cavill is, I don't know. I should have probably should have looked up her name, but the one who plays Verena, Mm -hmm. because the amount of like kind of effort and things you have to put into playing that character, the creepy quality of it, like, obviously they put like the effects on it and everything to help do that. But you also have to like match it with your acting and she definitely like the creepiness came across Mm -hmm. very well and and, like the switching back and forth between being the terrifying monster, but then trying to like also keep Siri like looped in, like, you know, like playing her. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I feel like she killed it. Honestly. Yeah. Um, for, for an actress that's going to be in one episode this entire season, yeah. Round of applause. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would love
0: I, if I was, I, I've done a little bit of acting, uh, I'm by no means anything near the quality of these actors, but I would love to do roles like those kinds of creepy character actor roles. I, I would love to do things like that. And in the past, oh, I, you know, th- that kind of stuff, so much fun to just immerse yourself in something just
1: like oh, so out there to say it too. I, I didn't even mm-hmm. mention that to say uh, this, I mean, between like, her being like emotionally destroyed uh to like confident to absolutely terrifying in the interrogation yeah so she's she's killing it too um so uh, i feel like there's a lot of elements that get put into the season that have already like out of episode one i confidently say is better I feel like season two, episode one is better than any episode in season one. Wow. Wow. So let's talk about, let's
0: talk about like the filmography, the effects, um, right off the bat where we see, I mean, just the snowy scenes, the dark, the, um, I noted it to my wife, the, um, and I've mentioned color grading before on the show, Mm -hmm. the, the way the dark blue light of like the moonlight, on the snow, like everything that's white in the scene, has this dark blue coloring. But then, it's
1: very dark and spooky it's here. Dark very, and spooky. Um, but
0: then the the torches are orange and yellow, mm-hmm. and those are the only colors you get in the scene. Is the dark blue, the walls, the snow, their faces, and then the very limited glow of the torches. The only warmth you have in the scene at all comes from the torches in the beginning opening and that's it that like just like it it just creates this like it's it's like the warmth of the torches just doesn't radiate out the color grading is just like amazing it's so good um and then that continues throughout the episode the warmth of the the hall when they go in it and then there's color again um but yet when they're outside all the color gets it's it's like it's like the, the presence of the monster itself is sucking the color out of out of the world even when Siri mm-hmm. is sleeping and the monster's crawling around,
1: the color is is, is removed. It's like the the lights aren't reaching like mm-hmm. n- nearly yes. at all. Like there's light being generated from kind of like from Sirius' bedside, but right. like, it just doesn't touch most of the room, and it's right. Right. So it makes it pretty scary. Um, yeah. So those those kinds of things are like... that reminds me of like Until is- Dawn. If you've ever played Until Dawn. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's like, basically like the black of night on a top of a mountain, very snowy kind of, yeah. um, that like spooky level. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I I don't pay, I obviously I'm not seeing, I don't see those effects as much Mm -hmm. as far as like, man, on my perception. Right. Um, I love, I
0: love that kind of stuff in film, like the color grading, um, (laughs) I like that, that you know I, I heck i mean look at the room behind me like I, I love coloring a house a room like the lighting and uh graphics in a game like that that kind of stuff like uh, mm-hmm. all all of that stuff it really really affects my my feeling and, and the, my mood like the, the way that stuff plays out in a, in a show i find okay. very very appealing um also the um like you mentioned the effects of the monster like the twitching and, and the moving they they use that a lot more in the season but in this episode you really get that sense of like them playing with effects um there's also another thing that happens and i think it happens for the first time in this episode where they uh they take when something creepy happens they have it's almost like a glitch effect it's not just like the, the twitchy head thing where the head like
1: jitters there's it's a like her it's well for her specifically it was like her frame rate was like Skipping, but yes. also sped up at the same time. Right, like so, she was moving at a different speed than Siri, which they did simultaneously. I might add, where mm-hmm. you're seeing Siri here moving like a regular person, and she's over here being fast and yeah, and like glitchy. That, like, I mean, I'm it's sure that that's got to be reality. like right. super, like time consuming, like editing wise to make that happen at the same time on the same screen so
0: yeah um, there's ways of doing that you film both people in in the same place at the same time but they're not actually there at the same time and so you you edit them separately from each other Um, there's ways more props
1: to acting because they have to like also have
0: exchange the dialogue there okay Uh, yeah totally totally (laughs) um but there's another the, the other thing i want to point to is like there's times where like siri gets a sense of something or a character gets a sense of something and it's almost like a this, I, there's no clear way to describe it it's almost like a zoom in of a person's head that creates like a glitch effect around their head are you typing something I hear the, the clicking cell oh sorry <laughs> there's I'm not it's not like a anything. it's it's like you see like the like a radiation thing around the head like a it's like a glitch effect like a
1: kind of thing we'll have to watch watch it again it happens a few times I see I know that there was like a lot of which I'm wondering if this is some sort of like, kind of like a little bit of like the, the editing into like, like symbolizing something here, because I see a lot of times like series perception, mm-hmm. especially when she's seeing Verena for the first time, it's very blurry. Um, Like she's not, it's like a weird kind of like blurry fish eye kind of thing while she's looking yeah. at her. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's them kind of also coming back, like, Symbolizing the fact that her perception is very limited at this moment when it comes to monsters. Um, I think it may it may also be that she's being actually affected
0: by the monster.
1: That that's also true. There's yeah. something going on there she's that we're not
0: entirely sure of. Manipulated but, in that situation. Um, but <laughs> I, I think I think the effect and I'll have to watch again. I think the effect that happens often when she's getting a sense of like a vision of the future, when she's like seeing things it, there's a uh, I mean, villain behind the glasses. There's part. a bokeh effect. There's a bokeh effect but the, the 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 specific effect is where it's um you know. Okay. So what's the word for it? You know the effect where uh, the red and the blue shift separate each, each other from like the outline of an image and then they come yes. back together. You know that effect. Okay. Now yeah. imagine that effect like zooming out and in out and in out and in around the edges of like a head. Okay. That thing happens a few times around people, and it isn't only Siri. It happens around a few different people when certain things happen. Um, And it's an effect that they use. It looks like a glitch, it looks like almost like a modern, like cyberpunk kind of glitch effect around somebody's head. Okay, um, but have I have to go I feel back like and it look happens for in that specifically. I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, and it's something I noticed because because of the cyberpunk. It's it's a more modern effect that the, you can do it in like After Effects and stuff. I've messed with things like that before, um, but it's like it's like a glitch effect around something. Anyway, uh, I've gone on too long about this, but like that kind of stuff happens more in this season than in the last season. The editing mm-hmm. is more, um, it's kind of more focused in. But uh, to that point, the the seat, like you can tell they up to the budget, like the settings, the, the, like the settings, the, like the places they go, the complexity of the environments they're in, um, the, you know, the cinematography in general, the, even the, even the, um, the clothing, like the, the outfits. And and there's, there's, you see some of it in this one with some of the, we only get a little bit, bit of a glimpse of the world outside of the main plot in this one. But, um, you know, just like, man, there's, there's a lot of,
1: I mean, also just in the sense of like choreography, I know we haven't specifically this episode, It wasn't too much with the fight as far as like, you know, fight choreography is still a little bit there. Um, and then of course, like the upage and sign usage, that's also like more effects that they have to like add onto the screen. Um, Which, and they're not even, like, they didn't even hesitate on it to make it, like, a rapid thing. So, it's, it's, yeah, Yeah. they definitely got a bigger budget, and they killed the use of it, for sure. It was great. Yeah, and the brooks of flying
0: around, like, it didn't look like it was just kind of pasted into the scene. It felt very organic and very real. And Geralt fighting and interacting with it felt very natural.
1: Was there as much slow-mo in season one? I feel like there was, like, a lot of, like, as far as, like, Whenever it came to like being slow mo shot back by the sonic scream thing, like he got like there was some of it, and then yeah. and then the harpoons at the end where they like slow motioned like just for that moment for us to see that like there's a harpoon impaling this guy and then just mm-hmm. phew,
0: back yeah to the speed. yeah those harpoons were massive
1: that, that was oh, intense yeah. that whole
0: thing mm-hmm. where like <laughs> like yeah that was that was intense too for sure. <laughs> Um, uh, oh. uh, yeah, so it, it's just so good. Yeah, they they so definitely good. raised the bar with all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we need to wrap that that up. We need to take a. We're going to take a look at the Blood Origins trailer. I'm going to play it right here for all of us to watch. And um, and if you're not watching right now, you can watch this. This will be up on the Witcher Lorecast YouTube channel if you're not currently watching. Um, or you can just listen along. And then we're going to get. Toasty's theory about what's actually going on in the trailer. So here, I'm mm-hmm. going to pull it up for you guys right now. Oh, and it resized. Isn't that wonderful? Here we go. Let me let me yeah, just fix it. It's let me, fine. Let me fix it. Put it up on the screen just so it fits the screen. There we go. Alright. Here it is. We, we don't have to worry about nothing because we Burning one hell of something And we gonna gonna let it burn Gonna let it burn so blood origin clearly a reference to siri Elder Blood.
1: <laughs>
0: toasty's putting his hands nah. up i know you got some theories here toasty
1: yeah well okay so I, I just want to point out a few things about the the teaser that i really appreciated um first off like the setting is gorgeous like, they, they do a bunch of, like, scenic shots in this, and they, oh, my God, I don't... I can't remember. I think they filmed that in, what, Iceland or something? It looks absolutely amazing. Um, oh. It, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, like... They know that they filmed in an absolutely gorgeous location, and they're just like, hey, we want y'all to know that we filmed in an absolutely gorgeous location. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, can, can I,
0: real quick, for anybody who but, hasn't seen this yet, who's still listening to the episode, we get we get some fight scenes, we get... Well, it looks like three elves. Mm-hmm. We don't see witchers. Nope, we don't. This is not like, oh, there's a witcher here fighting monsters. No, these are these are elves fighting soldiers and scenic locations and uh, uh, interesting looking
1: set pieces. That's that's most of what we get in this trailer. Yep, yep. So, uh, second thing I wanted to note is that like the diverse cast which I really appreciated because mm-hmm. um, it seems like with the, the three, what I would assume are going to be the main characters here. We got uh, two women for one, uh, one of Asian descent, one uh, uh, I've tried to explain. Ca- uh, we got the Caucasian guy. Right. Um, yeah. And then uh, the, the, the black girl, um, But so like, we're already seeing that. And then there's a few shots of other people where they look like, I think there might've been uh, someone that had more of like a middle Eastern descent kind of look going on. I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. So obviously they were like, okay, we're going to have a very diverse cast. Um, And I know, I don't know anything about any of these actors in particular, except for um, the, the, Asian woman, Michelle. You, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Exactly. Y E O H. Um, yes. Okay. And she, she's done a lot of uh, like Kung Fu movies from what I've heard. Um, and she was also in Chong Chi. Um, if anyone has seen that. And she definitely did a lot of really cool, like fight scenes in that too. So, that's going to be really interesting to see. I know she's really talented when it comes to that stuff. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, those were just my my notes, my, my small little notes about it. There wasn't a whole lot going on there. Sure. Um, speculation time. Mm-hmm. Bringing out the cork board and the yarn. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Anyways, so I think some things that are of note here that we don't see. We don't see any witchers. No witchers. I think the people that i'm not entirely sure but i'm pretty sure maybe the people that we're seeing them fight are humans i'm not sure they're all wearing kind of armor and stuff it looks very human-y armor these look like human
0: kingdom people yeah
1: yeah i think because all of the people the main people that we see are all elves Mm -hmm. all of them are elves Mm -hmm. I think that this is going to, and maybe I missed news or something, uh, you know, uh, who knows? I think this is happening exactly like right after the conjunction. Yeah. I think this is like this, this is this, the elves world and humans have just shown up. And we also don't see any magic that's true we just see fighting we don't see anyone using magic and we know in the witch universe they love their magic they definitely don't have problems showing us people doing cool magic stuff but we don't see it right at all and
0: we we know that after the conjunction of the spheres magic increased there was magic before then but magic became
1: more powerful yeah chaos introduced with the conjunction which people started to learn how to use but it right. takes time obviously to do that mm-hmm. um, so I'm seeing those things and it leads me to think that this is exactly right after the conjunction and we're seeing the conflict that results from it um, which that just sounds super exciting um, yeah, dude. and I think I'm not entirely sure but as far as Michelle used character i noticed a very distinct contact color um uh, with the green mm-hmm. i think it was, i would say that was green mm-hmm. um and uh, green eyes are very like the very like vibrant green eyes are very significant when it comes to the elder blood so it's it's i'm not sure where they're going with it because we know where it's supposed to originate from but we know that they delineate from this. This is the Witcher cinematic universe, so they could go wherever with this. This could be even further back in time um, than we know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to find a good
0: good look at her eyes. They look kind of bluish in some of the shots here. They might be. It's. I'm trying to find a like a very clear like in that that
1: I don't think there's any like pulled. clear frontal. Oh no! Whenever she's practicing with the sword. Yeah, that, towards the beginning of there's it, one would be out the of best focus. Time. This
0: one, they're they're a little bit more greenish,
1: but she's further back in the in the frame. Um, yeah. and and of course, she also has like an interesting kind of design going on with that. With like her, she's got like kind of facial tattoos. I think there's runes kind of written on her forehead too. So, um, if I had a better shot, I could probably see if I could try and translate those runes. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's I hard try to, tell. to, and I think I think they're supposed to be green. I'm maybe not. Um, yeah, they might be more blue. Right but and here, they're they're shiny blue. But if the
0: if the screen if the if this whole entire shot is color graded shifted blue, it could shift the green to blue. So, so. we don't know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is cool. But yeah, it looks like all of these characters are elves. It looks like and you have, um, you know, characters like this guy right here uh, who for listeners I'm going to describe as he looks kind of like a priest character with a staff with what looks like two spheres on it. it seems interesting, um, yeah. but the it looks like the elves are in power here. They look yeah. like they are. This doesn't look like the elves that we see in the current series where they are. You know, scraping to get by, living in the woods, on the run from the humans who have basically taken over the, the world. These look like they might be more
1: established,
0: mm-hmm. and some Except of the stuff looks a bit more yeah.
1: kind of like the 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 weaponry is a bit more kind of archaic looking. Always mm-hmm. um, like the, the the some of the stuff is really basic. The the dude with the axe is just a really basic axe. Um, she. Uh, one has like a really kind of fancy ornate sword. Um, but like their shields, I noticed their shields were just like these square kind of slabs of metal, but it didn't look like there was any refinement to them. They were just like, like they took a cut out a piece of metal bolted, some reinforcement plates on it. And that's a shield. So. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. We'll have to see like, um, uh, villain behind glasses says, "Maybe it's set during the human takeover. It could be. Maybe the humans have been here for a little while, and they're now revolting against the the other races. They're starting to, mm-hmm. to push back against them. It could, it could be then. Um Yeah. See, this is the scene where they're. Yeah. This the shields yeah, are see, very look at square. these shields. They're
1: very like they look yeah, more They're not simple. like so, refined yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: And, and the action is so fast. It's hard to actually like see detail." Yeah. Um, so which of course is on purpose because it's a teaser trailer. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's I'm excited, needless to say, obviously. Um it's cool that we get to see a little bit a little bit more here. Um so mm-hmm. yeah, th-
0: so this one last scene I want to discuss is what looks like th- a group of them that they've kind of formed together here. You have what looks like the three main characters that we've already discussed. But then you have three other characters. You have Mm -hmm. uh, a man standing in the middle with white robes who either looks like some sort of monk, the way he's got his hands raised, like he's like a martial artist with no weapons. Or maybe he's a mage and he's getting ready to cast a spell. It's Uh, possible. Yeah. Then you have a guy with a mohawk behind him with like a big old cleaver. (laughs) And then you have someone else on a horse with long blonde hair um and i have no blonde idea. or, or, it's, or it's, white it's white i mean it's very very light blonde or, or white um mm. and i don't know what their deal is um i mean i don't know hair color uh being associated with something maybe i don't yeah, know <laughs> maybe maybe but you can't see their ears um i'm assuming that this person further in the back it looks like they have kind of pointy ears i would assume that these are all elves. i think
1: they're all elves yeah. uh, it's i think yeah you can't see her ears but i'm fairly certain that she's also an elf um
0: yeah and then this scene right here is also very interesting a very uh what appears to be a woman with a very painted face almost like a geisha kind of thing going on with lots of um jewelry on the top of her ears it's an elf woman with a stuff in her hair her hair is all she has a very fancy looking dress with what looks like almost like wings around her shoulders um it's kind of like a um what is it like a a geisha look yeah it's like it's like a geisha yeah um geisha yeah a uh, geisha geisha I don't know how to pronounce it um yeah some really really interesting looking stuff here. But, again, it's just a teaser with a very, very limited glimpse. Um, on this scene right here, you have them fighting the soldiers and they have flaps over their ears, so we can't
1: tell if they're human or am wondering how this works here. out with this, because there's a part, because they have like the, this logo here, which uh, is kind of like a like, I'm not entirely sure what that is. It's like maybe three snakes kind of in like a curl. Uh-huh. There's they're fighting them here obviously but there's also a scene where she's at the front of a group of these and they've got that banner behind her mm-hmm. which i thought was really interesting Is like what point in the timeline like were they friends first and then enemies or are they enemies and they take over yeah oh uh, yeah who really knows <laughs> Yeah. just look at those shields it's just
0: they look like the panels on the walls like maybe they're makeshift
1: shields maybe yeah they might have just pulled some panels off the walls in order to use them for shields yeah oh so. yeah oh man yeah, this is
0: that group again walking with uh, what looks like a dwarf a dwarf woman maybe um yeah and th- that that blonder white-haired lady on the on the horse
1: some kind of like royalty maybe or something like she's on a horse yeah um when no one else is maybe she's got a higher station or perhaps just like maybe can't walk it'd be cool to see like a disability maybe there like yeah. having representation for that would be awesome so who knows
0: yeah but i i think the key here is blood origin something about the name so it might have something to do with the bloodline so i would <laughs> assume that this is the beginning of of the bloodline and and that now whether that happens at the conjunction of the spheres or this happens at um, a time a little bit after that. I think we're probably going to find out. So, yeah. you know, I would be surprised they, that if we don't get we'll any out, yeah. witchers being that this is part of the witcher series. I'm I'm I would I would assume that we're going to get some sort of creation of witchers in here somewhere.
1: Wouldn't that make some sense? Probably. So. but Who knows? Hmm. What if they- maybe I mean, origin of like if they're referring to origin as in like origin of like this entire world in the first place, like with the conjunction, maybe who maybe. knows?
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what we got so far. I'm sure they're going to be leaking more information as it gets closer. We do have a date 2022. So we will coming out this coming year, which is only like a few weeks away at this point. Uh, obviously, it's not coming out at the beginning of the year, but sometime in the next year. So not too far away. i
1: do remember seeing that the filming has been done like they are done with the filming process so so
0: that would be cool if this was like a spring release or summer release that would be really nice that would be really cool it would it would be really nice yeah so we'll we'll be giving you more information about this as we get it so stay tuned for future updates and um if you have any theories that you would like us to to know about or mention on future episodes of the show then please let us know on the discord or on the twitter counts and uh we'll we'll share what your your thoughts are on future episodes. Tosi, you have anything else you want to share before we head out?
1: Um yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter at the at Witcher Um uh go check out uh, Avatar Legends Journey of the Elements. So make sure I got that right. Um I'm I'm on there with the Fumbling Four gang uh playing through the Avatar tabletop um and if you want to chat on the discord uh we got we got the the typical witcher lorecast channel we also have a witcher spoilers channel right now um if you want to go in there and talk a lot of people uh about the spoilers from the season without having to worry about ruining it for others um please don't post spoilers in the tip the, <laughs> in the regular main channel. witcher Lorecast channel please
0: right. yeah. um but spoil away in the spoiler channel we'll get into all the nitty-gritty details yeah share all your thoughts in the spoiler channel we'd love to hear your thoughts
1: i shared one in there only because it was just part of a different episode but i was dying because of the subtitles on um and there was a part where vesemir is like kneeling down and the subtitles just said wind wind howling <laughs> and I lost it. Oh, I man, lost it entirely mm, because yeah, wow. of. The, I was, oh, man, it was so good. Yeah. So that's a reference um, to the games. Anybody who hasn't played the games, yeah. If you yeah. know, you know. Um, if you yeah. don't, Go play The Witcher Three. How yeah. about that? Mm, it's wind <laughs> so um, I think that's everything. I didn't. I didn't promise anyone that I would tell my personal Twitter, so I'm not going to. All right, so, yeah, <laughs> you don't do that.
0: Uh, I'm on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Come join me on there. And uh, thank you to all of our live viewers. Thank you to those of you who have been watching and have jumped over to the uh, robots radio. YouTube channel you can check your points with exclamation points and so keep keep collecting those robo coins because we'll be doing some giveaways I will be back later on this week to stream some games playing some games with you guys and doing all sorts of fun stuff on there So stay tuned for that and we will be back next week with our patrons Come join us to talk about the Witcher season 2 live on this show and until then stay safe out there Because you never know when you're gonna fall in love with the Brooksa And then she's gonna murder a village And then, you know, keep you stuck in a mansion as a monster with giant tusks. So be careful. All right, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you later. (laughs) Later. Bye. Thanks for tuning into The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at WitcherLoreCast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net.